Hello, everybody. Welcome back to One Among Us. Today, we're joined here by Foisel Aber. How do you pronounce your last name? A beer, like you're drinking a beer. Okay, Foisel Aber. Um, I got him here as a guest for episode three to talk about the winter ODA trek that you guys did. What was it, around two weeks ago? I think, yeah. So we're going to talk about the winter ODA trek. We might get into some other stuff, maybe the coronavirus, if you want to talk about that. Get into some miscellaneous Oh, topics, my mom but. freaked out about that, bro. <laughs> but... Yeah, let's just start with the whole ODA trip. So for ODA, let's say you're not a senior and you don't understand ODA. What do you guys do in ODA? Let's start with, because ODA is like fall. They do different things for each season, but let's just do specifically winter ODA. What do you guys do in winter ODA? So it's like ODA is outdoor adventures. So a bunch of it has just been a bunch like winter activities. Like we were just skiing a bit ago. Um, and then obviously we did the winter trek we i today i dissected a fish it's just a bunch of like crazy stuff i don't really it's just outdoor you basically become this like bushcraft wannabe so for like becoming like the bushcraft wannabe is like is the fall uh the winter oda trek not the fall the winter oda trek is that kind of the whole like culmination of all your skills coming together then um i mean like kind of but it's more like you you get to do it you get to choose if you want to do it or not so I know like we learned like how to make fires before the trek but we didn't like we weren't doing it we weren't making fire we were just using matches and stuff you know um we learned about we did like hypothermia labs and actually one of my campmates was freezing like I had to do like a whole like thing with that was he, what do you mean freezing was he like getting <clears throat> nah, so it was Joel, and so she woke up and she was like crying because she was so cold. So we yeah. had to like do the whole like wilder. We learned like winter wilderness first aid. So we went through that whole thing. But it was more so like, you know, like, you know how like when someone's freezing, you got to climb in to a sleeping bag with them. Okay. Yeah. It was stuff like that where you have to like heat them up. So then let's just go back. Let's trace back around two weeks ago when you guys did the winter ODA uh, trek. Uh, let's just start off. How much does it? cost like equipment stuff like that so if somebody maybe wants to take it next year they kind of know how much to prepare right. for ahead of time so to sign up it's like 195 dollars and that's like not you're going to be spending more than that if you don't already have the equipment and for me i had none of the equipment so i spent on top of the 195 like around like 400 or 500 to buy all this stuff yeah so w what did you buy i bought sleeping bags like a headlight a knife a multi-tool i bought matches uh we had food i just brought a bunch of ramen and you had to buy like a certain type of bottle um you could rent out the sleeping pads and like you can rent out sleeping bags but i i think my stepdad bought the sleeping bag but it was a bunch of like camping stuff so with everything um before the trip what did what did some of the prep look like what did you guys end up doing i heard that for some people they ended up doing a practice run at a friend's house where they kind of slept outside yeah can, can you explain to me some of the things you guys did for prep for this trip well i didn't prep at all i actually bought everything the day before <laughs> and had not slept outside the night before or i didn't sleep outside at all we planned to but what ended up happening was when it was like it was a day we had a day off. it was like the week we had a day off and we we're like oh we might as well or sorry, it was the it was a week we had like a snow day or something. Okay. And so when we learned that we had a snow day, we were like, dope, let's just sleep over 
tonight outside and we got to our friend's house and then we all decided to just go to the casino and we didn't do it so what do you mean we who who else was with you in your group it was me cooper joel and dylan and this kid named kyle so you guys were allowed to um it was like an intergender kind of thing you guys it it could be boys and girls yeah but you couldn't like sleep in the like a girl's tent okay yeah so when you guys was there anything else that you could think of for prepping for the for the trip at all i mean i don't know like i didn't prep so (laughs) but if like if i could go back i definitely would have slept outside but also, like, I kind of got lucky because it was, like, crazy warm over the winter trek. Yeah, I, I heard that. I heard... Um, I, I heard, was walking around without a shirt. Yeah, Lima said the same thing. She yeah. was in a t-shirt. Um, so, for the for the whole winter uh, trek, how long... How many days was it, approximately? So, we left after school Thursday. We got to the, uh, the wilderness canoe base. We slept in that cabin that night. Then on Friday... We, that's when we went out and grabbed our sleds and went to our campsite. Then I think Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we were at the campsite. And on Sunday, we went back. Or Monday, we went back. I'm so, not... Re- oh, go ahead. So, uh, sorry. Where, where was this specifically? Like, what's The Boundary Waters in? Wilderness Canoe Area. I think that's what it's called. And then... So just, do you want to in depth, you just did a quick synopsis of what you guys kind of did over during the days. Do you want to kind of do like a quick in depth from like beginning to end and we can kind of listen to your story. Like start from like when you guys left on the bus. Oh, okay. So we all got on this bus and right off the bat, some kid already forgot his bag, right? So there was a bag missing and we were trying to figure out whose bag it was, but nobody had claimed the bag because they were like, almost shaming him (laughs) so that bag was just left behind and so then we drove off and we 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 had like two stops but we just it was like a straight drive to the gunflint trail and when we got there it was like nighttime and it was actually like decent it wasn't that cold outside and we walked from the gunflint trail all the way to the cabin and from there they like all introduced themselves we all like it was like a little like you know we all collected for a bit and then we all went to our individual cabins. There was like, I think like four different cabins, like three or four that everybody slept in, just for the first night. So but before we go on, I just want to ask a quick question. What happened to the kid without all of his, without his oh, bag? It was just one bag. Like you had to have, oh. so you had to have your sled packed. You had to have like a day bag for when we went to the Y afterwards. And then you had to have like another bag for just you could have as many bags as you want i guess okay i thought he just went like without any of his stuff no no it was just there was a bag that was left behind okay so back to the cabin part yeah so we went to the cabin we just slept in the cabins for the night then the next the next morning we went and had breakfast and uh after breakfast we'd all just go grab our sleds put on our snowshoes and start the trek out to our campsite which is like oh, like a mile or two i don't i actually don't know how far it was it was a decent amount of walking. So when you guys were doing all the walking, you guys were in groups without uh, a chaperone or a teacher, right? Yeah. So it was just, how many groups were there overall in the Winter ODA track? Oh, man. I don't know, like five or seven. Five? So you guys you guys were, were you guys walking all together at the campsite, or was it just five groups go- going in a different direction? Oh, so when we were walking to the, like the, the main cabin area, 
it was just all of us like as a conglomerate walking and then when we were the next morning when we were walking to our campsites you'd let one group go and then wait till they got out of like eyesight or like till they were a decent ways out and then you'd start going with your group just because there was a rule where like you couldn't have nine people in one spot at the same time okay for some like preservation or like solitude stuff i don't know okay so you guys started the you guys started the trek then then what happened when you guys you were walking at first it was just really windy like it wasn't that cold but it was it was it was it was decently windy you know i think matt got like wind burn or something on the way out and this is all like forested area right this is no we were on the lake oh on the lake okay yeah because the lake was frozen over so you're walking on the lake okay and then what was the next destination and what happened from there from there so from the cabin we'd go to our campsite we actually our group was right next to this thing called the palisades which is just like this huge cliff so we walked past that went around this corner and there was our campsite and we kind of we were we were kind of lucky because our campsite was the i think i don't know if it was anoka or andover but it was some other groups chap it was like some other schools chaperone site so we got there and there was already like a bunch of firewood laid out it was super clean they had already moved like they had made little tent spaces it was very it was very convenient so this was i'm kind of confused was this during the morning or was this during night it was like the morning like we we started walking in the morning and we got there around like afternoonish. what happened what happened when you got there at the campsite what did you guys end up doing what activities were in- oh so we to- got there and the first thing we did is we like set up our tents and then after that i think we were just chilling for a bit we went to go drill like a water hole so we could get water and like boil it because you don't want to get giardia yeah which one kid got in our senior class not even from the winter trek he just drank lake water so this was was this in a lake or like a creek or like a where'd you guys get this water from it was from the lake it was i think it's called seagull lake and did did people go fishing in that specific spot at all um we had there were groups that were like ice fishing the entire time not near us though so yeah did you hear what happened with uh, eric ziegler and his story do you, do you mind explaining it yeah so there's multiple stories but okay. i think the one you're talking about is he had he was fishing and he had that little thing that like flies up or whatever it's called pop up. a pop-up thank you mr bands <laughs> and so he oh a tip up so he had that going and he's like he really had to go to the bathroom right (laughs) and he's in the middle of the lake and he's really got to go from what this is from what i heard so this is like secondhand knowledge but he goes over to another fishing ice fishing hole that they had previously car or drilled and he just pops a squat and start you know (laughs) try you know he does his thing and as he's like in the middle of this activity the tip up goes up and he just he can't do anything about it because it's like the way i think the way he described it is like it was halfway out as he saw the tip up go up so he just couldn't like he couldn't like stop it or like you know what i mean yeah it was just the worst timing so is there a rule so i'm pretty sure there's a rule when you go um hiking through like natural like through through national forests and stuff like that it's like leave no trace behind or something yeah. i don't know what it's specifically called like the phrase did eric violate that whole thing because he because because when you when you when you poop outside aren't you supposed to like dig a hole and like bury it so you don't like leave a trace because yeah i don't, is I don't know how to- that would work to be honest i assume that he didn't or like i assume he did violate it, but it was pretty funny i don't think <laughs> 
so what else did you guys do so you said you got the water then what else did you guys do after that after that we were just kind of like chilling for that day because it was pretty late and then it got dark pretty soon also it would get dark around like either four or six and i wasn't really keeping track of time so then you guys went to sleep that night um then what'd you guys do the next morning uh the next morning damn so this is day two right or, yeah okay day two day two what did we do? i think we went to the palisades yeah so we climbed up the palisades a bit um that was pretty cool but i'm afraid of heights so i was pretty terrified the entire time so how did you climb up the palisades did you guys have there's a little trail oh okay yeah i thought, I thought these man was like a you guys i saw you guys i saw some photos on instagram or whatever where people they did like the, the ice climbing where they oh yeah no that okay. was yeah that was brutal okay we, we can get to that later and then so after you guys got up the palisades what'd you guys do the rest of day two bro it's all kind of like a blur we were just kind of like dicking around honestly just finding stuff to do and it was mainly like because then we, we we would have like lunch and stuff but i remember like oh i gotta explain how i got this cut i think that was the second day yeah okay so so we were we were cooking the second day our lunch was like brats or whatever because cooper had brought uh like these cheese filled brats and they were delicious so after i had finished them after i finished my little portion i was like i have these beef sticks right so i'll just take these beef sticks and hold them over the fire and they'll warm up and they'll be good they weren't that good but they were better than just beef sticks right so i at first so they were like they're like this long right they're like a good foot yeah and i would stick them in, stick it in the middle and i would hold it over the fire and i was like if i was able to stick it in the long way then i could like I don't know, Mac, I don't, it was just some, it was stupid. But anyways, what was happening is I was like trying to shove it in. I was trying to shove this knife into the beef stick. And I looked over at Cooper and I was like, this is probably a bad idea. And as I say that it slips and just goes right into my middle finger. And then we had to go on the radio and we had to tell Ozzy that obviously I was injured. And they were like, it was a, it was kind of a coincidence because they were checking on all the groups anyways. But I go over the radio and like, I just told Ozzy that I had messed up but like i didn't say messed up i said you know yeah the forbidden word you won't say it on here um so then after that what else did you guys do what else were other highlights of the the oda track anything after day two we um i know like group two or i think it was group one because we were group two yeah so group one came over to us and there was like just enough people and then i went out hiking with lima for a bit which was pretty fun we went we tried going to three mile island but god that is a big island like it was huge like the island looked like the shore it was kind of crazy it was just like hiking and stuff it was me like exploring messing around there was like this torch thing that happened the last day the last night this group that was across the lake that we could see we saw some kid like we saw someone running with like a light okay and the closer he got the we like the clearer it became that this kid was holding a torch so they yeah. had like some birch tree or whatever, some birch stick, and he had a torch. And so they, they passed it on to our campsite. And we're like, well, we, we obviously got to relay this to the next closest campsite, yeah. which was campsite one. But then it went out, like the torch went out and we were trying to figure out, none of us know how torches work. So we were all trying to figure out how to do this. And at first we wrapped it in gauze and then we wrapped the torch in gauze and then we like 
doused it in camp fuel yeah and then we lit it and we just started sprinting but then it went out like halfway there so yeah. then what we decided to do is we took got we took cooper's like fire starters they're like, they're like these like about this big they're like fire sticks and we took three of them and we wrapped them in steel wire and then we wrapped that in gauze and then we wrapped the gauze in some socks that I donated, okay? So then we didn't light it at, at right away. We walked all the way over to campsite one and then we lit it up. And then it was just, we were passing this torch along. So did, do you know what happened after campsite one? Did they continue it? No, or? they did not. It was by the time, like, cause we lit it like right around the corner. Like it was, it was the crappiest torch you could ever make, dude. Okay. It was just, yeah. But then we chilled and we tried to find campsite one's latrine, which they couldn't find. They just didn't have a latrine. So they all had, from what I, from what I remember, they all had their individual pea trees, like pea trees, like a tree you peed by. Mm. So that was, we couldn't find the latrine. So for the, for the rest of the, the ODA trip, is there anything else that was memorable to you? Do you think there's anything you remember? I'm, there's definitely stuff I remember but a lot of it's not appropriate for this podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll just leave it at that then. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after your whole experience with the, the winter ODA trek, would you recommend it to anybody who is thinking about like a junior or sophomore who wants to take ODA when they're a senior? Would you recommend the winter ODA Oh, yeah, trek? it's pretty fun. It was, you know, you just get to like, you, you don't have your phone. And I don't, I don't really know if like, I didn't feel disconnected or you know how like there are some people who are like oh i i felt disconnected and it was yeah. so nice to just, that wasn't me like i just i went right back to my phone i didn't really care but I, um yeah i would definitely recommend it it was fun good time so then let's go to some other fall or not fall. oh my god fall. and then sfeninoles that was good just imagine like three or four days of eating like ramen and just crap food and then you get the best pizza in the world where, where what city was that in hell if i know i don't know where it was i just it was good pizza and then so let's go into some other winter oda activities um so you guys went you guys climbed the um the whole it's like a it's like a i don't even know how to describe it it's almost like a whole side of a cliff that's like yeah. iced out and you guys what did you guys use you guys use it like ice axes yeah can you describe that more so we got it was i think it was up in duluth and we were with the like the the leader or the captain of the like ice climbing team or something and he showed us how to he like showed us how to ice climb and then as we started ice climbing i realized that ice climbing is just the stupidest sport ever it is just a difficult it is just insane hard it is it's like it's nothing like rock climbing but yeah we did that for like what a couple hours and we went back so what happens if you like if you're using the picks and then you hit the side of the ice block and then it just like it's like a chunk just like you almost had to like it wasn't like you stuck the you you weren't trying to stick the axe into the ice you're trying to find like grooves oh, okay that you could stick the ice in but i didn't know that so i was trying to like power this axe into the <laughs> like ice wall and it was just horrible like your arms get tired right away you have to do this like weird like thing with your legs and it was just it was complicated most of the time i was swinging around and i don't know what teacher it was that said this to me but i was like so i was hanging on right and i was actually at the highest that i've ever gotten which was like 10 feet off the ground and i slip and i start swinging right 
uncontrolled like i can't control this swing yeah and then i look at this teacher and the teacher looks me dead in the eyes and goes stop swinging and it's like it's not i'm not trying to swing and he got mad at me and i got in trouble because i was swinging around yeah but i had slipped so uh, I remember for fall ODA, you guys ended up climbing a tree was, this was yeah. like outside of Blaine High School. Are you so for some like obviously that's like a big like heights kind of thing. Yeah. Um, are you forced to do activities like this if you're well, I mean, it's optional to obviously choose to go on the trip. Yeah. But are there like some like ODA activities where you have to do them? Like even if you're scared, like was climbing the tree, for instance, was that a thing where you what you had to do it? I think. I don't know if you had to do it, but I know like some of the people that didn't want to go that high up or didn't want to hit like the pan at the top, they could just like get halfway up or something. I know some people that did that, but I don't think you're forced to do everything. But also like, if you think about it, if you take the class and then just don't do any of the stuff, what's the point? You're just wasting yeah. your time. So, are there so mo or sorry, like most people do a lot of the stuff that's presented to them. So do, um, do, how do I put this? Are there any other activities for winter ODA that are about to happen, or is this kind of it? That was the was the winter track just kind of it? Dude, I don't really know. I think right now we're doing like a wooden, like we're making survival tools out of like wooden sticks. Like some people are making wooden baskets or spoons. I think Lima's making a mess kit. Um, and we have the showcase on Monday, but other than that, I don't think there's anything else because the trimester is ending soon. I think. Yeah. Um, and are you taking, uh, well, first off, let's just finish off with winter ODA. Um, after taking winter ODA, are you inspired or has this influenced you to do more outdoor activities in the winter? Are you planning on maybe doing something next year? Like going, uh, on I don't even know if I'll be like, I mean, it showed me how interesting it can be. But other than that, I don't really know if I'll be doing more of it. So then let's jump to, are you in Spring ODA? Mm-hmm. So do you mind explaining what, if you even know what they do in Spring ODA? I have no clue what's happening in Spring ODA. I, I think there's a plan to trap a deer, but I don't know if that's like actually happening or not. Is it is it like in the, um, is it near the... Uh, What's it called? The Bunker. whole area down there. Yeah, the, yeah, it's in there. From what? The, from the called. way? Yeah, I don't know what it's called either. The way Reardon explained it was: you trap a deer, you shoot it up with drugs, it'll pass out. Yeah. We like look at it and poke around for a bit, and then we shoot it up with more drugs, and it'll wake up and walk off. Okay. So I'm pretty excited for that. So did you take? Let's let's jump to. I mean, this wasn't really a plan, but I guess we can go there as well. You took fall ODA, right? Yeah. So what were some of the things that you did in fall ODA? Some highlights? Anything you want to say? The white pine was pretty cool. Um, there was this... Oh, dude, we did this thing where... So we had this wild edible plants unit. And at the very end of that unit, we had to do this thing where you make some food out of your plants. So we learned about... Do you know what a gall is? No. So... On this plant called goldenrod, sometimes a gall fly will fly in and it'll like lay its egg or whatever into the plant and it'll form this little like ball, like it's like a bulb, okay? Okay. And so you can crack these balls open and you can eat the larva and it's like a little bit of protein. It's just like a grub. So what me and my group did 
is we made a larva protein shake. Oh my god. Yeah, it was actually pretty, like, it was good because you couldn't really, like, the way you had to drink it was we would pour in, like, little Dixie cups and we would shake it up, pour it in the Dixie cup, and if you waited, like, you had to drink it right away or else if you, like, if you let it sit there, all the, like, larva would float to the surface so, like, people wouldn't want to drink it. But other than that, we got very positive reviews. And we also made, um, I think it was acorn banana bread, which was just oh my god i had everett in my group and he was like yo can you um he asked uh, any of us if we had a food processor and i had a food processor i was like i'll you know i'll grind these up for you okay the man just hands me all the acorns like uncracked (laughs) so then i was responsible for cracking like 200 like some crazy amount of acorns yeah it was just insane so um was this kind of like a like a potluck in a way Mm -hmm. yeah okay so what, what did other people make? Um, Anything that you can think of? There was like, someone made cookies, muffins, someone made tea. Um, I don't know. I was I was responsible for pouring out the protein shake, so I didn't really eat that much. I think someone made brownies. Like, uh, so it's just like a protein shake? Like, did you, how did you make the protein shake? Oh, okay. So me and my friend Rocky, we cracked, so we had me. Okay. So me and Dylan, we went out back into that little forest area and we gathered like 300 gulls. Okay. And then what we did was we cracked them all open. We would like individually take the larva out and we put it in all into a little bowl. And then we took it, we took all the little larva, mixed it in with an actual protein shake and like shook it up. So it would like squish the larva and like it would mix it all up. And that was the larva protein shake. How would you feel if that like started a whole new like coronavirus? How would you feel about that? I yeah, I feel pretty bad because <laughs> you know like the you know what they're saying in Wuhan, China, they were eating like bat soup or something. I don't oh, know if that's true. I did not read into that. Something like that. My mom remember. last or yesterday, she like texted this group, like a group chat with all my family in it, and she was saying like like there was some suspected case in Minnesota and she was freaking out and she wanted to like prepare a bunch of dry food. It was, she's, she's kind of, yeah, she's really scared about it, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of the, it's just the, it just shows how influential and powerful the media is Uh because like people die from the flu annually, probably like there's 12,000 to like 60,000 people. I think for the coronavirus in the U S it's been like six, you know? Oh, okay. So I think it's just kind of the media and, I think it just definitely just kind of shows how powerful they are. But back to the uh, to the the protein shake. Um, was there anything else that anybody anything that anybody else made that you can think of? Nah, it was like it was that, and then just a bunch of like muffins and stuff because you could make flour out of the nuts. Do you know what Lima made? Because if Lima made something, I want to hear what she did. She, I mean, I'm assuming she made something, but I don't know. I don't know what she made. I don't think she was in my class. Any other fall ODA activities that you can think of that you did? No, not at the moment. So I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions. This is what I usually do with um, most of my guests. Well, actually all my guests as of so far. You can answer them. This is kind of just what I do to wrap up the interview. So let me just pull it up. So first question, do we have free will? Yeah. Yes. How so? Um, I don't like I can do whatever I want for the most part. Okay. Can vegetables feel pain when we bite into them? No. Why is that? Because they're not alive. All right. Like, 
I, I okay either way i wouldn't care i mean i'd still eat it <laughs> okay um will we ever have a theory of everything or like the movie no like uh like just what is life like we kind of understand oh, everything around us nah like i don't think, think so. I, it's just not like that's like one of those things where it's just not that's just not a question that can be answered is there life outside earth yes what do you think there's outside of us you think there's parallel universes you think there's life on mars bro i i'm i'm rooting for everything i want it all to happen i love sci-fi if that if all that crap's real i'm down for it like the avengers and the like have you seen like endgame and Infinity yeah War? like all the all the different all that stuff man make it real it's real i'm believing in it i'm a believer how many times should a person use a disposable razor i don't know because i use them a lot i use okay i don't know because for me when i used to use disposable razors i would just use it until i felt like buying another one or until i felt like changing it out so i don't really yeah and then for our last question why do we dream bro i had the craziest dream last night the last night i had a nightmare that was like the first nightmare where like i was actually like tossing and turning and it was i don't know what i think i was playing like a horror game like that's what the dream was and then i didn't want to get to like you know when you can tell there's a jump scare coming yeah i didn't want the jump scare to come so i tried to take out my headphones but in the dream i just couldn't take out the headphones and yeah. the, the noise just got louder and louder but i don't know why we dream i think i don't know it's just interesting it's entertainment all right well thank you so much for being on here foisel and talking about all your or, or just oda adventures in general and yeah. episode three everybody thank you so much